What's going on, everyone? Welcome to To Be a Christian, a weekly podcast working through To Be a Christian, the Catechism for the Anglican Church in North America. I'm Father Claude Acho, and I'm with Father Blake Johnson. And this is a podcast designed to encourage spiritual formation for the people in our parishes, Church of the Resurrection in Charlottesville, which I have the privilege of leading, and Church of the Holy Cross in Crozet, led by Father Blake. This is meant to encourage and form uh, the people in our parishes and anyone else who wants to listen in. We really believe that catechesis is an essential part of being formed in the great tradition of Christianity and is crucial for living faithfully and joyfully in our world today. This is a real setting of the table for this podcast uh, project that we're excited about, been working on for some time. And we sort of need to start with the basics, which is the what, why, how of catechesis. And I think we could even just start with, Father Blake, this definition of what catechesis is and what is a catechism. This may be totally new for people. So where do we start? Um, can you guide us on that first W question of kind of what is what is this all about? Yeah, so that word catechism, it's a, it's a very church-sounding word, isn't it? Um, but it basically comes from a Greek word, which means instruction and teaching. And so catechesis is instruction, and a catechism is the tool. It's the, uh, it's the guide for instruction. And so this particular catechism that the Anglican Church in North America has, a To Be a Christian, uh, it is a guide into the basics of, of the Christian faith. And so when you hear the word catechism, it's referring to Christian instruction. And this has taken many different forms uh, throughout the church's history. There's been different kinds of catechisms, some really long, some really short, some are aimed towards adults, some are aimed towards children. And for those maybe who have grown up in the church, maybe you were instructed on a catechism uh, that was designed for young people. This particular catechism, uh, you can read about this in the introduction of the catechism, is really aimed towards adults or even older children. And so it's a little bit more comprehensive. It covers everything from what we might consider the basics of Christian faith. Uh, to things like liturgy, to things like Christian living. And so it's a comprehensive way of instruction when we're thinking about catechesis. That's a great place for us to start. And and even just building from that, I think one of the things that's fascinating to think about catechesis is this sort of um, formational, educational um, reality is just to, you know, draw folks back to the basics is that we're always everywhere being formed, right? There's always um, catechesis that's happening. We're human beings. We're, we're, we're creatures made toward an end and toward a purpose. And we're, we're, uh, we're seeking that out sometimes with wisdom, sometimes in foolishness, but we're always being, we're always being formed in, in some uh, way, shape or, uh, or form. I think about, you know, the, the short uh, catechisms that I've uh, use with my kids, you know, the first question is very basic is who made you, right? And everyone answers that question, right? Everyone's answering that question. Everyone is doing catechetical work in their life. We think about, you know, what's my purpose? Well, the, there's, that's a, that's a formation question. That's a catechetical question. Um, and so we're always being formed. And so it's, it's never really a matter of, do we live by formation and catechesis, but really a matter of, you know, whose instruction 
what formation are we going to follow? Are we uh, conscious of Mm -hmm. the formation that's happening to us or are we sort of uh, reactive and unaware? And so in a real way, I think uh, the way the Christian church has done catechesis is really um, kind of a, a, a healing formation, a counter formation to help form us in the right ways, recognizing that, you know, left to ourselves, uh, we become guides to our own, you know, to our own downfalls. So I, I think it's helpful to think about catechesis as something that's always happening, which therefore makes it important for us to, yeah. to step into with purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think if you look at the history of catechesis in the church, uh, that uh, word you were using there, uh, Father, called counterformation, I think is really appropriate because Christianity emerged in a world that was not Christian. <laughs> it <Yeah>. was it <laughs> was pagan. Um, and in fact, um, it was many times, many places, uh, anti-Christian. And so from the very beginning, uh, the church has had to figure out how do we live in a way that is once for the world, that is loving the world and seeking to be a um, a faithful witness in the world, and yet um, counter to the world so that it can be for the world. And so as the church developed in um, a situation that was uh, did not share Christian values, uh, the church had to get very intentional about the way that Christians would be formed. And so if someone had been completely formed in, say, the um, Roman world, they had a very different set of values. It valued um, wealth and power and sexuality differently than what the church was teaching, what the scriptures were teaching. There had to be quite a process uh, that these folks would come come through so that they could be enculturated into, into the church. And I think, you know, um, we can think about conversion in many different ways. We can think about conversion, uh, maybe, you know, some many of our people in our parishes will talk about maybe a moment uh, where the faith came really real to them. And uh, we take that very seriously, like those powerful moments of conversion. Uh, but conversion also is something that happens over time. Um, and I think the way catechesis developed in the early, early church, it recognized that. And sometimes uh, the process took up to three years. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, now I think the folks in our parishes are thankful. You know, when we do a formal catechism course, it's maybe, uh, maybe three months, you know, if we're really stretching it. Um, but I think that's just to make the point that this is something that has been taken seriously. It takes time and a lot of intentionality. You know, I'm even reminded too of just the reality that this is this is a central piece of our lives as disciples of Jesus. We think about the Great Commission, which uh, we we center on, um, you know, so often in many of our um, many of our churches and traditions. But Jesus talks about teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. You know, and um, loving God with our mind, heart, soul, and strength. Right? These are things that, as you mentioned, don't happen instantaneously. Um, and so it it is this this great journey um, that we're on. But at the same time, I, I think, you know, for folks, there may be a kind of quiet objection, maybe sometimes a loud one that says, well, you know, I've been, I have been a Christian for a long time. You know, I do, you know, I've, um, I've heard a lot of sermons. I've been in Bible study classes or Sunday school classes, or I've, I've led those things. I've led small groups. You know, I can explain the gospel message. You know, I've memorized scripture. Um, you know, so, you know, maybe this is kind of, you know, people at the beginning of their discipleship journey, their faith, their faith journey. Um, how, like, 
yeah, how, how would you how would you speak speak to that portion or maybe that quiet objection that catechesis is kind of like the new believers thing and not as much for those who are maybe further along down the road? Yeah, it's it's understandable uh, because you start to look at any kind of catechism and on the surface it looks like it's covering the basics, right? But I think that we never get past the basics. So when we look at the basic material of the catechism, so the Lord's Prayer, Apostles' Creed, Ten Commandments, many of us maybe even have all of those things memorized and we could recite them quickly. But the church has considered these, for example, so important uh, that we wouldn't just memorize them or have a surface level understanding of them. We would come back to them again and again. So if you think about even in our liturgy, in morning prayer, we recite the creed. Uh, if you pray morning prayer daily, daily, right? Um, the Ten Commandments, different times of the church here and the liturgy on Sundays, we'll recite the Ten Commandments. And we have folks in our parishes who are reciting uh, these, um, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, you know, for maybe the millionth time. But it's still very important because these are these are guides that um, we can even the most seasoned Christian can quickly forget the basic material of say the Lord's Prayer, Ten Commandments, Apostles' Creed. But there's always an invitation, I think, to go to go deeper. And so I think one of the um, one of the really neat things I think about catechesis in the way that this particular catechism is is structured is that. Uh, it engages folks in many different places. Uh, so maybe folks who are learning Christian teaching for the first time or who are seasoned Christians, I think there's always something for us to, to learn and even in a discussion around catechism to, to contribute. So I think I would basically say to that, you know, you know, is this kind of basics or, um, you know, have I kind of graduated past catechism? And I would say we never graduate past catechesis, the need for catechesis, uh, because hopefully we're always growing. I really like that you pointed to, um, toward the structure of the catechism, you know, a funny, funny thing, uh, you'll find this, um, you'll find this fa- uh, interesting or, or ironic. So, um, when I was finishing up, uh, I, I had an unconventional, as you know, uh, way into ministry, um, in, in some ways and, um, had a, uh, large portion of my pastoral ministry sort of, um, you know, tenure, uh, in non-denominational settings. And so, uh, I was doing some study on formation and catechesis and, and these different sort of discipleship pathways. Sometimes they're called in different, uh, different kind of segments of the Christian church. And so I was, uh, one of the things I wanted to, to study for this project was this catechism, the, to be a Christian in the England, uh, church of North America's catechism, because I was like, Hey, I think I want to move into this tradition. And it was so interesting to look at the structure of this catechism sometimes compared to others. And I think the structure and what's emphasized in a catechism really does speak a lot to kind of who it's for. And when you look at the structure of, um, the to be a Christian catechism, you really see uh, what you're talking about, Father Blake. It's not something that we ever really move past because the end goal is becoming like Christ. And um, that that transformation will happen when we see him face to face. And so until that point, we uh, none of us have arrived. There's always uh, more depth, more beauty to behold, 
more joy to enter into, uh, more obedience to walk in. I love the structure. Um, so it begins with, um, with Christ, beginning with Christ, uh, the gospel introduction and salvation, believing in Christ. So we, we cover the creeds um, and the sacraments, belonging to Christ, so Lord's Prayer, um, the Christian life, uh, a rule of prayer and worship. And then becoming like Christ, um, justification and sanctification, uh, the Ten Commandments, and living in forgiveness and healing. So just that, just that structure really does suggest that you know even the you know the godliest among us, um, you know we 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 don't arrive until we see the Lord face to face, and there's more depth and beauty for us to enjoy and to enter into. Yeah, absolutely. So, Claude, you and I have been talking about the need for consistent catechesis in our in our churches and uh our folks live busy lives uh, this is true you know uh, across the board and yet there's a hunger right there's a, a hunger we sense and a desire to learn to uh, go deeper in our understanding of the faith and we're both in uh, situations at uh, various stages of church planting where some of the logistics or a challenge of gathering people and having long, you know, longer times of instruction. So, um, how did we uh, land on wanting to do a podcast? <laughs> Can you say a little bit about like why, why, why are we doing this in a podcast uh, format? What's the hope here? Yeah, well, you know, we, uh, I think one of our, you know, one of our duties as, um, you know, as as pastors um, of our respective uh, flocks and the vows that we took in our ordination is for is you know is for instruction and formation of God's people, and to uh, to help them on their journey uh, spiritually toward Christ. And so we wanted to meet the people where they're at, you know, and meet the people where they are. And we know podcasts are are definitely a venue of uh, a medium of you know enjoyment, instruction, and and it's just a way to provide more resources for people to to take advantage of. And so we recognize. Um, Life is full, uh, time is busy, um, and we want to provide uh, wherever we can um, helpful instruction that's guiding people toward scripture and, and toward the kingdom. And so we want to do that. And, um, you know, as folks are listening in from our parishes, we hope it's a blessing. There'll be ways for, for you all to, to engage and connect with us on the stuff that we're doing here. Um, but then we also uh, hope it'll thread into um, different in-person stuff that we'll do, you know, in the life of our churches as well. And then for folks who are listening in from afar, we hope, you know, it's a blessing to you uh, as well, you know, where, wherever you are. And we definitely invite you to listen in. But, you know, our, our hope really is that this would be a blessing to the people uh, of uh, Resurrection and, and Holy Cross, um, you know, the places where we're embedded locally. That's good. Well, is there anything else, uh, Claude? Uh, any any takeaways for today? I think the big takeaway that you know uh, stands out, and I hope people um, you know reflect on and meditate on, is that um, we we are all being formed. And so the question for us to think about is, how are we intentionally stepping into being formed by by Christ, um, formed by Him, uh, with 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 the Church uh, toward the Kingdom. Um, cause formation is always happening. And so we, we want to be intentional about that. And, and it's a real gift that, um, God gives us all of these different means to be formed by him and drawn close to him. So I think that's a real key. I hope, hope folks will think about that and, and journey with us as we go forward. Well, speaking of formation in our own tradition, the Anglican tradition, we're deeply formed through prayer and liturgy. And one of the gifts I think of our prayer tradition in the Anglican Church is collects. 
And so there's many different collects in the Book of Common Prayer, and we'll close out each of these episodes by praying one of these collects. Let's pray. Gracious and Holy Father, please give me intellect to understand you, reason to discern you, diligence to seek you, wisdom to find you, a spirit to know you, a heart to meditate upon you, ears to hear you, eyes to see you, a tongue to proclaim you, a way of life pleasing to you, patience to wait for you, and a perseverance to look for you. Grant me a perfect end, your holy presence, a blessed resurrection, and life everlasting. Amen. Amen.